the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So the breaking news of the day, apparently, uh, Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor of the Ohio Supreme Court is either not still mad about being forced to retire because of her age, or she's over her mad, or maybe she's just genuinely realizes that carrying her uh, axe to grind and continuing to grind it on the matter of abortion uh, would be a lot more consequential than doing it on legislative maps and forcing the state of Ohio to hold two primaries at a cost of $20 million to you, the taxpayer, because she has not provided the relief that the American Civil Liberties Union and pro-aborts in the state of Ohio wanted. The heartbeat bill is in effect in Ohio, which means no abortion can be performed on an infant once a heartbeat is detected, which is at five or six weeks. That was... The trigger law in Ohio that went into effect when Roe versus Wade was overturned. There was an injunction against it. Dave Yost, the attorney general, went to court last Friday night, got the injunction lifted. ACLU filed its lawsuit, I believe it was Wednesday morning. And now the Ohio Supreme Court has ruled that, no, the heartbeat bill is the law of the state of Ohio, which is fantastic, which is awesome. So let's celebrate. And I think of no better way to celebrate than to laugh, not laugh at abortion people. They need our prayers and they need our understanding. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that um, the 4th of July is a happy time, man. And we got a lot as conservatives to be really, really thrilled about now that this Supreme Court term is over. First and foremost, none of our conservative justices have been harmed other than emotionally. And I don't undervalue that. Somebody said something yesterday to me in a conversation that really rang true, and it's like, we don't want to live in a country where Amy Coney Barrett can't be a mom and Brett Kavanaugh can't be a dad. Amy Coney Barrett's got to be able to go out in the yard at her house and play with her children. Brett Kavanaugh's got to be able to go into his driveway and shoot baskets with his daughter. Judge Alito isn't always Justice Alito. Apparently, he likes to cook out with neighborhood friends and be the guy who mans the grill. And they should just know him as their neighbor rather than know him as the guy who wrote the opinion that overturned Roe versus Wade. That's why we need to protect our justices first and foremost. But we need to be grateful that none of them were harmed, that the opinion came out, that it handed the matter of abortion back to the states I can't envision a scenario where California and New York ever stop providing abortions. But it's also 
makes me feel good about living in a state where we value life. I'm sure the people in Mississippi feel the same. The people in Louisiana feel the same. And we're going to see middle America have much tighter abortion restrictions than some of the states on our coast. New Jersey, New York, California, Oregon, the state of Washington. That's where the abortions are going to be. Illinois, going to be abortions there. And it now forces politicians to take a stand. Like, I'm looking forward to a presidential election where the nominees have to take a position on abortion and can't hide behind, well, you know, I'm pro-life, but, you know, abortion rights exist because of Roe, and so there's nothing I can do. You know, J.B. Pritzker, the uh, governor of Illinois, is making no bones about the fact that he's going to run for president against Joe Biden. He's going to primary Biden in 2024 if Biden runs. J.B. Pritzker is going to have to campaign on being blood-curdlingly pro-abortion. And whether he's going to be campaigning against Donald Trump or Ron DeSantis in the general, I don't know. But I like the fact that now you're going to have to take an opinion that has weight to it because the voters get to decide. So I don't know how it's usurping authority that the voters get to decide. But again, the Dems lie on that because they can't win by telling the truth. But we have other Supreme Court opinions this term to be happy about. It's been a win for religious freedom in schools with the main case, in schools with the praying football coach from the state of Washington. The EPA got its wings clipped. I wish we had won on the remain in Mexico policy. We didn't. But I don't think that wide open borders and migrants frying to death in the back of trucks is a winning political position for the Democratic Party. So if they really want to rescind the remain in Mexico policy, they're going to do themselves grave damage at the ballot box. Look at Myra Flores winning a district in Texas, a border district that had not gone to a Democrat, excuse me, not gone to a Republican in, what was that, over 100 years? We have winning positions, and we are winning. So that's really good. Now, to laugh, to have some fun, I thought I would recap President Biden's press conference from yesterday at the NATO summit. Not the whole press conference, just the highlights. So here you go. And uh, I have a vote. Show up and vote. Vote, vote, vote. (laughs) And the first question I'm told is, Darlene, the reason why gas prices are up is because of Russia. (laughs) Russia, Russia, Russia. Um... I'm supposed to go down the list here. Uh, <laughs> we have the strongest economy in the world. <laughs> Our inflation rates are lower than other nations in the world. <laughs> uh, Jordan Fabian, Bloomberg. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law, and the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. (laughs) 
And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be we provide an exception for this, the except the require an exception to the filibuster for this action. <laughs> Russia, 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 Russia. Marsha, 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 Marsha. Hang on, I got one more here. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. All right, guys, there's no such thing as a quick one. I'm out of here. There you go. He was out of there. Didn't want to answer any questions, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Am I the only one who thought? Producer Pam, you were laughing. Am I the only one who, when he said Russia, 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 thought Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? I I think there's several of us here in the office that thought Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You got to be in the age. (laughs) It's our age group. You got to be in the age group to watch the Brady Bunch. Uh And you know Marsha, Marsha. And you know he is. Yes. Yeah, he absolutely is. That's probably why he said it. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. So uh, here's Andy McCarthy of Fox News, their legal analyst, uh, being serious about the gravity of breaking the filibuster. He's always been, uh, certainly during his time in the Senate, he was uh, very strongly against uh, a reform of any kind of the filibuster. Uh, And, you know, the history of this is that when uh, Democrats and progressives kind of let their id get in front of them and, uh, you know, move off the filibuster for this or that thing, it, it tends to blow up on them in short order. So I think this is a, a, one of these things where it's um, it's very short-sighted to uh, to broach this. I, I I hope it doesn't go anywhere, but people should understand there is no one-time uh, break of the filibuster, uh, as Senator McConnell has said any number of times. Um, you know, the filibuster is an all-or-nothing proposition, uh, and they're not going to selectively break it for one thing or another as the you know as progressives go down their wish list. Uh, and if they open this Pandora's box, I think, you know, in, uh, once again, in short order, they stand to get bit back by it. No doubt about it, because people like order, okay? They like order. They like having rules. As I've said many times, guardrails are good. Limitations are good. Expectations are good. And just willy-nilly throwing a tantrum every time you lose a policy battle... It's not a good look. Whiners do that, not leaders. Well, one thing about Democrats, they are not shy at this point in their hopeful, hopefully, uh, march toward extinction. To say the quiet part out loud. The quiet part out loud. Here is White House economic advisor Brian Deese on CNN. Being asked about Joe Biden's comment yesterday about how long can Americans endure high gas prices. And Brian Deese is, um, well, he's uh, he's uh, going to say the quiet part out loud. Well, what do you say to those families who say... Listen, we can't afford to pay four eighty-five a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. The future of the liberal world order. Well, happy fourth, everybody. Yeah. 
I don't think our founders were looking forward to the future of a liberal world order. When they wrote the Declaration of Independence, fought a revolutionary war, and formulated the Constitution of the United States. But Brian Deese and the Biden administration is willing to make you pay almost $5 a gallon for gas so their liberal world order can prevail. Now, he's not alone. New York Governor Kathy Hochul, she was very upset last week when the Supreme Court ruled that, "Mm, that Second Amendment, mm, we're going to preserve that. No, New York, you cannot require people to have to cite a specific threat in order to exercise their constitutional right to own and carry a gun. You must allow them to own and carry a gun because the Constitution of the United States allows them to own and carry a gun. So ever since that ruling by the Supreme Court, Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, has made the case that this is going to cause a skyrocketing crime rate in the state of New York because because she contends that concealed carry permit holders are committing tons and tons of the crime in New York. And if you allow more concealed carry permit holders, then, well, there's going to be more crime, more gun crime in New York. So that's a pretty explosive statement. That's a pretty explosive charge. One that requires evidence. But Kathy Hochul doesn't have any evidence of that. And the reason why she doesn't have any evidence of that is because it's not true. And so someone called her on her statement yesterday and listen, listen to her say the quiet part out loud. Do you have the numbers to show that it's the concealed carry permit holders that are committing crimes? I don't need to have numbers. I don't need, I don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is going to matter. All I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state to have sensible gun safety laws. I don't need numbers. I don't need data. If I say it, it is. That's her viewpoint. I don't need numbers. Well, yeah, you do. You need numbers. You got to show me. Uh, here is what came to my mind when I heard Kathy Ogle saying, I don't need numbers. Two things. Uh, one from the movies and one from television. Do you have the numbers to show that it's the concealed carry permit holders that are committing crimes? I don't need to have numbers. Batches. Numbers. We ain't got no numbers. We don't need no numbers. I don't have to show you any stinking numbers. I don't need, I don't have to have a data point to point to to say that this is going to matter. All I know is I have a responsibility to the people of this state to have sensible gun safety laws. Just remember, it's not a lie if you believe it. That's right. It's not a lie if you believe it, according to George Costanza. And according to the treasurer of the Sierra Madre, Kathy Hochul doesn't need any stinking numbers. Because it's not a lie if she believes it. Except it is a lie, whether she believes it or not. Now, the other liberal, <laughs> this, is, this is like, 
amazing to me. The other liberal saying the quiet part out loud is TNT basketball commentator Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman, who um, used to actually have a very funny Twitter feed. He's a former Kentucky basketball player, and he he's a good follow on Twitter. He'd tweet funny animal videos is basically what he would tweet. But then Rex Chapman, well, he decided that, hey, if I expose my liberal bona fides on Twitter, then my Twitter followership will grow dramatically. And, of course, uh, it grew, but it has resulted in the rest of us knowing that Rex Chapman is a crazy leftist. I mean, just a crazy leftist. And one of the things that he tweeted, I think he tweeted it yesterday, was about Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Um, he said that Clarence Thomas should not be taken seriously as a black American because, and I quote, have you ever seen him at an NBA game? Have you ever seen him at an NBA game? So Rex Chapman, who used to play for the Washington NBA franchise, is making the point that Clarence Thomas, Clarence Thomas cannot be black if he does not attend NBA basketball games. This is a racist comment. This is an absolute, unequivocal, racist comment. Rex Chapman is establishing, outlining, insisting that Clarence Thomas behave in a certain way to be black. It's kind of the sports version of Joe Biden's, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. So again, Rex Chapman says the quiet part out loud. Tweeting something that stupid about Clarence Thomas, about any black person, is to prove you are a racist without saying you are a racist. And the Democratic Party is a racist party. It is the party of the Ku Klux Klan. It is the party of Jim Crow. It is the party of intersectionality. It is the party that claims that black people can't achieve like Hispanic, like like uh, like uh, people from China, Asians, or white Americans, so we have to lower the expectations in schools. That black people can't get ahead on meritocracy, so we have to give them jobs through affirmative action. The Democratic Party is a racist party. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.